This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, my talkers, we made it to Hump Day Wednesday. Lori is in the studio with us today, and we've got a special guest so welcome back. Is that what I am now, a special guest? Well, the way you've been out a little bit, maybe. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. You are the one and the only, Julia. Welcome back. Hi, gang. Is Hi, this Julia. my is this my um, walk up song? Soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, they were playing this uh, a situation in Las Vegas on the weekends. Those DJ pools. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Why chose the family? Back. We chose the family pool. Yeah, you're at the flamingo. Yeah, but there's I, I I'm telling you, so I'm laying at the pool on Sunday. Did you like the pool? Loved. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Loved. And it no wind. No really. wind. Mm-hmm. Loved. So as I'm listening to the music at my pool that keeps getting louder because the (laughs) 21 and over party pool is loud and louder. Uh And so my pool's DJ is competing with this pool's DJ. But then right next to me, we are competing with a wedding ceremony. Oh, dear. And their music. And I'm just like, I just want to read my book. You know, I'm like, oh, my (laughs) gosh. It was so many competing sounds. Quieter I think one thing pool area than the Bellagio. Yeah. Which doesn't have any pool parties. You're right. Mm-hmm. And that is something I think people should know about. If you are wanting to go out there and you want to, it was so luxurious to spend time just laying in the sun and feeling it on your face and mm-hmm. body. Really look into the hotel because like the Venetian hotel doesn't get much sun. The pool. Right. That's right. And um, Caesars, part of it is a big party. And Bellagio is more mellow. Yes, but, but with it, sun. But with sun. Mm-hmm. And, and air, there is more shade, airplanes yeah. over there. Yes, that's and true. And so Flamingo is sunny, but you have, you just really, that is something that we would never think about before. But if you want to really just go and lounge at mm-hmm. the pool and read, mm-hmm. really kind of find out the rules. Yeah. Because that matters. Well, not the rules, but well, just, just like find out what they have for pool, for pool party situations. action. Yeah. All right. So how was it seeing Vegas through your friend's virgin eyes? Because Julia went with a girlfriend who's... Never, Never been. What? I know, hard to believe. Oh, that's really hard to believe, but I bet you it's fun because you're taking it all in as they take it in, right? She, well, she doesn't understand really gambling. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, and so I did that very quickly a lot by myself and just lost money, uh-huh. just pushing the buttons fast. Um, She loved it. It was, I think, the beauty of it was the weather was so lovely, Lori. Yeah, 80s. And we just got time to chill and drink $20 drinks at the pool. Very nice. And um, relax, and we walked everywhere. And the first time someone sees, like, the opulence, the over-craziness of, like, the Paris Hotel, when you walk in and you see the bottom of the Eiffel Tower right. in the ceiling. Or, or the Bellagio, the, Bellagio, the, pool, the, 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 the water show. And then yeah. the flower show there. Yes, yes. And the water show we really didn't get a lot of because the NFL draft starts this Thursday there. Uh-huh. So they had cut off half the pool for a stage because they're cutting off 
the lake you mean? on the strip. Yeah, the lake. The lake. Okay. Because they're going to try to do the draft outside. Oh, my word. And so there was a lot of talk about first time ever in Vegas. How are mm-hmm. we going to do? And then the epic wins that are supposed to hit. And That's so, going to be a problem for sound. Yeah. And Caesars <laughs> is very cut up right now. There's yeah. a lot going on there. So that was kind of hard to do. But yeah. we went to the Venetian. And, you know, the first that time you see. is gorgeous. The, even the exterior mm-hmm. of it. And then the Palazzo, and then the win, and then... I saw the cute picture of you in front of the Mirage with I, Siegfried and Roy and one of the Tigers. I was telling our story. You know, the Mirage, actually, because we put on some miles when we walked it, they have so much real estate of just a waterfall, Lori. Yeah, so I'm wondering when someone's going to just come in and say, that's too much. Yeah. We need to change that up. Right. So it was really, it was really fun. Um, we went, ate at Mon Ami Gambi. Oh, I love that place. We were there twice. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. That's the Eiffel Tower Paris, the Terrace Restaurant. Okay. We never got to sit outside. Oh, you didn't. Mm-mm. Too crowded. Too crowded. And but um, it is a true French uh, brasserie. Tr- so Shanna was in love with the French onion soup. Yes, yes. And then okay, so our only tickets we bought, and we kept thinking we'd buy more, um, was we bought tickets to go to the Laugh Factory, which is at the Tropicana which has been remodeled and is quite lovely. And they had a good pool. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and I went to a pool party at the Tropicana yeah. once. Remember how we love staying there? Yeah, that was fun. It's a, it's a good location too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the Laugh Factory and I've got my tickets printed out and I um, go up there and I run into someone. And I'm like, I look at this guy and I'm like, how do I know you? He's like, Lori. And I'm like, no, Julia. Yes. Michael from HR. So no. yeah. So our guy from HR is there. And so he's laughing and we're all laughing about being at Rich Little and it's Sunday night. And so they tell me, go downstairs, get your tickets, blah, blah, blah. I come up. Our seats were at the very first table. It was a table of four, a sitting around table. And we had mm-hmm. this little couple in front of us that wouldn't move. And then we were right behind them. But we were right there in front of Rich Little. Yeah, it's kind of a little old school lounge room. Yes. Isn't it kind of nice how they got that set up? Yeah. Rich Little is 83. We 83. Googled them. And he looks fabulous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that guy is fit. Yeah. He looks so great. And he talked about, so the show is a combination of how he broke in and his footage when he was on the Judy Garland show, singing with Julie Andrews and impersonating mm-hmm. Judy Garland. But really the Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, he was kind of a regular before kind of Joan Rivers. Yeah. And um, Joan was more 80s. He was more six, late 60s, 70s. Until like he had his impersonation of Johnny cash down so solid and they would all do the dean martin roast and stuff johnny got kind of po'd at him i guess oh really and and then the i forgot he did that's a storytelling comedy show it's a storytelling comedy yeah. show and then he his impressions and then when johnny carson never had him back on again his johnny carson's lawyer told rich little that was because he doesn't have any updated impressions oh my you know Lord. he was just doing too the many jimmy stewart and W.C. Fields and some of that. And, yeah. and he says, I can't do Brad Pitt or George Clooney. So he's been in Vegas making a name then from 80s, 90s uh, to now. It was sold out. Um, so at the end of the show, we were laughing so hard. Shannon is the best person to have at your show because she laughs at you. She applauds for you. Yeah, she's she, smiling. She's smiling. She's yeah. She's just a fan. Yeah. And she's such a cheerleader and she was so cute. And this is my friend Grant from Seattle that we've been friends since sixth grade. And so Okay. So at the end of the show, um, Rich Little says, and I would like to let you know who else is in the crowd. And we're in the first table. Right. Okay. 
And so he... You're like, how do they know me? How do they know us? <laughs> I never thought that, okay. Lori, but it was kind of funny. Well but, said. But so suddenly says, I want to say hi to Ansel. Um, Ars- Anson Williams, you know, Potsy from Happy Days. Yes. Mm. Literally right behind me. Oh, my God. And we never turned around, and we had a good buzz going on. Yeah. Um, and they don't serve food there, uh, just cocktails. Yeah. And we're like, where's the food? And then right, and I'd like to say hi to Lindsay Wagner, the oh. bionic woman. Oh, my word. Right behind him. Oh, my gosh. And then I turn around right after the lights come on, and I look at this guy, and I said, how do I know you? Do I work with you? Because yeah. I already said that to Michael when I came in, because everyone looks so familiar, and we did this to the girl from Friday Night Lights. Yes, yes, yes. And you think you know these people, and it was David Poig, P-O-G-U-E, Poig, from CBS Sunday Morning. Yes. And he's a contributor. Wow. And I didn't post his picture because I couldn't figure out his name and he said it like four times. Oh, no. You sent me the picture and I showed it to a couple of people. I go, I think this guy works here. He's so familiar looking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm like, how do I know this guy? But so it was just so funny. They were all sitting behind us. Wow. And so how did Pats, Lindsay well, and Patsy do? Did Patsy, they look great? Patsy looked great. And I just did a little bit of history on him. So his, he had... Oh yeah. oh yeah, happy, happy days. days, you know. So his, he had kind of a bad accident. He turned to directing after Happy Days, and he was in, like, um, Lizzie McGuire. He directed Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which he directed. So he did a lot of directing, mm-hmm. and he would drive from Vegas to, to L.A. a lot. And he fell asleep on the road and got into a bad car accident, just was out in the desert bouncing around. And his uncle was like Roger Hemlock. From the Hamlet Maneuver, who in- invented the Hamlet Maneuver? Heimlich. Heimlich. Heimlich's cousin. No, the Heimlich Maneuver. Heimlich, okay. So he called his uncle and said, I fell asleep. What should I do? And he said, eat a lemon. And so then they came out with the lemon spray alert. Oh. But so if you're falling asleep, because I think of my brother, who's this little sleepy mm. late, you know, have some lemons in a cup. Because right, we're taken out of that story. It's granted. an adrenaline rush. And I know. And then the bionic woman, she's both Potsy and Lindsay Wagner, were 72 years old. And she famously started out on the $6 million man. Yeah. And then branched off to the bionic woman. She married Lee Rangers, Maj- Majors. She did? Yep. She was married to him before he married Fair Fawcett. Oh, got it. And, um,. She looked, um, they both looked great. Good. I mean, like, great, Lori. Super, it was super funny and fun. And I'm just like, who, who? And then they, then they were gone. Then they were gone. And the poor guy from CBS, I thought it was our colleague. I made him, can you stay and take a picture? Can you take a picture? (laughs) I swore. I'm like, that guy is so familiar. I wonder if Lori works on it. It's the CBS. Watch him on the news. You see people so much. You feel like, how do I know you? Do I work with you? Yeah. I'm saying that to Brad Pitt next time we meet him. Yeah, (laughs) right. see how that goes over. Oh, my gosh. Super. It was a great. Get away. Yeah. And it's just a perfect, perfect destination. Four days. Yep. Four perfect. days, three nights. We could have stayed another day. One more day yep. you could have handled. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it was sunny. Yeah. I know. I didn't mm-hmm. come back to, you know. March 59th, That's like you right. said. <laughs> she welcomes. I said, I'm home. And she goes, welcome to March 59th. <laughs> All right. Listen, our story, when we come back, it uh, it is set in Las Vegas. Okay. Julia, so uh, that's our story. We'll be right back. Turning to the weekend scene of the crime, Julia was there with her virgin Vegas girlfriend, Shannon. Okay, so here is something else that happened. All right, so um, 
And I forgot this rule, but you know, you can walk with cocktails because they sell those big, huge frozen drinks around mm-hmm. every corner and everyone's mm-hmm. walking with a <laughs> yeah. test tube, a bong. Did you <laughs> hit the outside bar, the rock and roll bar that's between the Flamingo and the Imperial? The Imperial. Well, it's not the Imperial anymore, but it's right next door oh, to the Flamingo. You know, it's I the know outside where that was, bar, but, but it just didn't, it didn't, didn't look. Okay. Yeah. We, um, we took a cab to go down to Tropicana because like that's too far to walk. It's too far to walk. Yeah. So we get in the cab and my friend's trying to hide her wine glass um with her sweater. And I'm like, you're fine, you're fine. She's like, well I just have to hide it a little bit. Because I told her to put it under your sweater because I couldn't remember the rules. Mm-hmm. And so we get in the cab, we make it out a corner and it's so busy and I'm like, oh are we gonna make it to the show? All of a sudden Bam, we get rear-ended. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and she's got the wine between her legs. <laughs> spill it. And so we pull over, and the guy's, like, called an emergency cab, and he was taking care of us immediately. You know, it was yeah. just great service. We <laughs> talked about how cabs still rule there. Yes. In Vegas. That's and right. just talked a little bit about it. So then the new cab driver shows up, who's the head of everything, and he says, listen, meet me to the broken cab somewhere else, and I'm taking these girls. And so he's taking us, and we get out of the cab, and I said, now, Shannon, you can drink your drink. Besides between your legs, you can have it outside the cab. And he goes, oh, there's a rule. There is a rule in Vegas that you can have open bottle sitting in the back of a cab. Uh-huh. I forgot that. Do you remember? Uh, I would imagine it's a car. I would have. I didn't remember. I would have just yeah. assumed it's well, a car. Yeah. Well, Everywhere else in Vegas, but the only place I would have just assumed would probably be because he's... Liable, yeah, right. You know? right. Exactly. And he says, "No, there's a there's a law in Vegas, like you can do it." And we started laughing so hard because Shannon's a little had been you know, hiding it, just hiding it. Know, yeah. and I'm I'm buckling her in because she can't maneuver and stuff. And um, but it was just it was just kind of funny thing. That's just another little rule, little little tip. Well, Julia, if you had stayed another day, you know, CinemaCon started in Las Vegas yesterday. And that is where um, that is when movie studios present exclusive previews of upcoming releases to theater owners. Ah. And these days it's like a rally for let's keep movie houses going. You know, they're trying to get people really excited. And one of the first two, there were two movies that were previewed yesterday. We'll talk about Don't Worry Darling later, but the one that I want to talk about, because it's... Um, this is going to shock everybody. Well, June 24th, <laughs> but um, Boz Lorman and the Elvis cast was at CinemaCon yesterday, and it was apparently one of the most warmly received uh, films that was showcased yesterday. How- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Just happen to be the most high profile. And both Boz Lerman and Austin Butler, who plays Elvis, were there to hype the project. And they're calling Austin the Gen Z... Elvis, because during one of the montages that we see, there's a new Doja Cat song that samples Hound Dog. Oh, really? So okay. basically, this is Elvis for TikTok, uh, oh, Elvis was... for Gen Z. And if you heard about the coastal grandma trend that's been taking over TikTok, the kids are digging into the archives right now. Sure. Okay. Discovering crochet and right. all these other kinds right. of things. And now Boz is hoping they're going to just... fall in love with Elvis. The way their predecessors did 60 years ago. And it doesn't hurt that Austin Butler is playing him because he's familiar to the um, kids with Gen Z from mm-hmm. the Disney Channel and also Nickelodeon. And maybe if you watch the Carrie Diaries, the two years that went on. But he's not new to the business, but he's not super famous. Right. Which means he's not fighting any kind of a public image. And if you remember, Boz Lorman interviewed. Miles Teller, Harry Styles, yes. a lot, a lot of people tried out for this role yes. in Austin, got it. And his performance as Elvis will be his, you know, imprint that he makes on movies. And the way Baz Luhrmann was talking about it, he's like, Elvis is the ultimate sex symbol. And they they had a still. I'm dying in, to know where it was. Um I you could look up where CinemaCon yeah. is, but that people were part you know outside. There's it was like Paparazzi Central. It, good thing to remember, you know, next year, the end of April, good yes. time to go to Vegas. But there's a still of he um, looks so good. If you're, you, it's you're not. Oh, you're can I show it to? Sure. Why are we in there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we look are. at how Recording. good he looks. But look at his hand. Notice how Austin Butler is holding his hands. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. People in the radio can't see this, but what he's doing, Elvis had a very distinctive way of kind of holding his fingers. A, he had the rings on, but he kind of... Grant's practicing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it, it's a it's body language uh, personified, and Absolutely. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see how the Cannes Film Festival receives, receives. this oh. movie. We haven't had a genuine heartthrob moment in a while. In in a while, I mean, uh-huh. we're having one with Harry Styles right now, and that was the other movie, big movie that uh, was featured yesterday. This the D- Don't Worry, Darling, the, mm-hmm. the Olivia Wilde, but Austin Butler is going to make the TikTokers, the Gen Z, swoon all over again because we're getting. 50s Elvis, 60s Elvis, and 70s Elvis. Okay, this makes so much sense because it's at Caesars. Yes, it is. Remember how I said Caesars is so cut up right now? With red velvet curtains everywhere. That's for CinemaCon. I couldn't anywhere in there because I was trying to show... Oh, my gosh. And I'm telling you, there were so many men in suits because the National Broadcasters Association is there. And this. I've never seen so many men in Vegas in suits in so long. There there you go, Julia. Uh, that's where Lori, you guys could have seen. I wish so- I would have known that. I know. Oh, no. I know, but I, I mean, I'm telling you that Austin Butler is ready for his close-up, you guys. Oh, yeah. 
He looks good. June 24th. We're ready. We're ready. All right. We are ready for it. Um, listen, what are we doing when we come back? A little well, Barbie? Yeah, we're going to do a little Barbie. We're going to keep on the Hollywood track. I forgot about that song, Grant. Very good. We're Aqua. getting. We're getting a double dose of Gosling and a delightful splash of Margot Robbie and Helen Mirren in this Hollywood segment. So they released, Greta Gerwig released, we've been talking about this upcoming live action version of Barbie. I mean, for for years, three years at least. Even before that, when Amy Schumer was with it. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. the movie is coming out in July of 2023. It's opening the same weekend as a Christopher Nolan movie called Oppenheimer. Oh, all right. Which two vastly different audiences, uh, you know, the Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Yes. And anything by Christopher Nolan. But Margot Robbie, I mean, she's in this pink, the pink Thunderbird. It kind of looks like it's like if you had that Barbie car, it came in pink. And Mm -hmm. Ryan Gosling plays Ken. We don't see a picture of him, but he does play Ken in the Barbie movie. And um, yeah, Greta Gerwig course she was nominated for an oscar for her version of little women yes and it's uh kate mckinnon is in it in it america ferrera and so it's uh, a, a live ad action adaptation of the metal toy brand because they're doing Polly pocket okay this would be hysterical if these characters are all friends yeah, who 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 knows? I don't think so, but um Would that be funny though? She also wrote the movie, co-wrote the movie by her partner Noah Bombach who wrote you know and directed what I thought was just a really depressing movie about marriage called The Marriage Story. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, uh, people probably I think the expectations are like this could be really great. Because it's in the hands sounds of two. Fun. Yeah, it sounds yes. fun. So that's posted. Totally. totally. And then the Gray Man, which has Ryan Gosling in it. And I was t- telling Grant earlier, if you are somebody who you like Robert Ludlum's, you know, uh, Jason Bourne, Born. this book series, The Gray Man, featuring this character called Court Gentry. Mm-hmm. Who's the author of those books? Uh, I don't know. Okay. You, you could look it All up, right. but. Uh, Court Gentry is played by Ryan Gosling, and Anna de Armas is in this, Reggie John Page, and so we have our first look at these characters, because this is coming out um, this year. It's coming out in theaters on July 15th, and a week later it will stream on Netflix. Netflix spent $200 million. Whoa. I'm filming this, and it was filmed in wow. Europe. It's been but, going on. But the expectation is that because of the number of books in the Gray Man series featuring Court Gentry, this could be Ryan Gosling's, his Jason Bourne, Born. his mm-hmm. Mission right. Impossible, right. what Matt Damon and Tom Cruise have done. And we Love really it. haven't seen him in anything. For well, he's been filming, filming Cor- the Gray wow. Man for two years, and Anna de Arma plays an agent. Wow. And she's got agent hair. Mm-hmm. She's got a bob with bangs. Reggie Jean Page. Um, I don't know. I think. Oh, Chris Evans is the main villain. Oh, that's nice. Billy Bob Thornton is in this movie. And so, anyway, thanks for posting that. But it's the it's our, the first time we've gotten a look at this. All we've ever seen are stills. You would recognize it's Mark Gurney. Who wrote these books? And you would recognize the cover. Yeah, basically, it's an ex-CIA operative, right? Jason Bourne. Mm-hmm. Yep, 
now renowned as the ultimate killer for hire. Yep, Jason Bourne. Bourne. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. I mean, it's so good. There's 12 so, books in the series. Yes, and Casey, huge fan. He's read and, them all, and he's like, they better do a good job with this. And I said, it sounds like Netflix spent the money, yes. $200 million. They got a good cast of talented actors. Yes. So I'm know, excited to see Gosling kind of pull out his inner, like you said, Mission Impossible or Born. We haven't seen him in a while. And this is like a, this could be a really like nice franchise for him. That's, that's why supposedly, you know, he did it and it was filming and then COVID happened. And then Mm -hmm. they were filming in like the new place to film everything, Romania. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Some of the cities might be able to double for other European cities. Oh, and of you've got the country. You know, I don't yeah, know. So, the Last Kingdom, all of that is filmed in Romania. Okay, how about that Allison Williams, Brian Williams' daughter, had a baby with Uhtred? Oh, I didn't. That's what I sent you. Oh, you didn't understand. I did she had a baby with Uchen? Yes, oh I sent you that. I was dying. Oh. All right, now, wait a minute. All right, so, Grant, will you do me one favor? Yep. Lori... How do you spell Uhtred? Well, just look at Alexander Draymond. Yes, Uhtred. that's Uhtred. Allison Williams secretly welcomes baby with actor. Didn't she marry somebody she, else? The, the guy who invented the funny or die thing. Oh. She was married to him for four years, had that huge elaborate wedding. wedding. Oh, I'm so... They wow. separated and she is, is with Uhtred. I didn't know why you were kingdom. sending that to oh. me because I'm just like, I don't care if Allison Williams had a secret baby. OMG, Draymond. Wow. wow. I did send it to you and I, you gave me nothing and I'm like, yeah. Lori, it's yeah. Uhtred. It's Uhtred. And the, <laughs> that fifth season was so good. Oh, was it? All right, oh, I'm safe. All right. All right. Well, okay, now I'm excited about yes, Allison I, I Williams. Thought... But I really, I was like, I thought she was married. Is Julia sending me this because it's the 10-year anniversary of a show she no. never watched, Girls? Because no. I always watch that no, show. No, OMG. I forgot about that. Uhtred, and I didn't uh, know how to spell it, so I spelled it U-U-T-R-I-D. Yeah. Oh, The Last Kingdom. Okay, we got okay. we got a little thing in our inbox Yeah. Uh, for you, Grant. Um, someone wanted to say they love watching Outer Range, which, which is on Amazon. So good. I'm foreign. That is Same. so so good. Oh. I have no idea what's going it's on. Yellowstone meets Stranger Things. Yeah, I would say that's it's, a good way. There's a paranormal activity based in a. It's so good, and I don't ranch. understand. And the soundtrack oh. is incredible. And you know the one brother of it's beautiful. Yeah, but the one yeah I know which one you're talking oh. about. He looks kind of like Army Hammer. That's who he looks like. Yeah, but the the other rain the other ranch family, which is not the Josh Brown oh, yeah. family, are, but the younger brother is is David's husband and boyfriend from In, S Creek. Yes, Noah yes, Reed. yes. Is it no Noah Tom Reed. Pelfrey? Yes, Tom, Tom Pelfrey, Pelfrey is, the is the hot guy, and Noah no is the younger it's, brother. It's who can a sing. Yellowstone meets Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. And Will Patton's doing a great job of being creepy old Will. That's, like he's, yes. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. So um, something else that really was a delightful turn of events. Tell um, me this morning. I was just like, well, that's 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 just kind of cool. Helen Mirren, okay, is. The cover of what People Magazine dubs their most beautiful issue. Nice. And usually that designation is always, you know, they pick somebody. I mean, just younger, a lot lot younger. Jennifer Aniston, Jay Walter. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And she is the cover star for People's 2022. And um, Grant posted the photo. A. 
She looks amazing. amazing. No one fears 76. Um, but Isn't that he, the truth? But here's, you know what, I like what she said. Okay. She said on about people asked her on beauty. And she said there are incredibly beautiful people in the world. And it's an absolute delight to look at them, male or female. Beautiful people are a wonder to behold. But most of us are not beautiful. We have other stuff, which is just as powerful as beauty. And I would like to see us celebrate those things. I love the word swagger because I think swagger means I'm confident in myself. I'm presenting myself to the world. I'm enjoying the world around me. I think what is called the beauty industry should be called the swagger industry. We're giving people swagger. I like it. Isn't that good? Mm -hmm. And uh, she says uh, um, the best salve for her fears has been time. Simple, really getting older. It happens. Other people call it growing older, but I call it growing up. And one of the advantages is of that is you literally get to be wiser. Life is a constant state of processing. I just love uh, she's great. That she's interview. got a couple movies that are in production. Don't call it beauty, call it swagger. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. She has this one, um, Golda. She's playing what's her name? Oh, Golda Maria. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. And then Sniff is in pre production, but her husband is directing it, Taylor Hackford. And it stars Al Pacino, Helen Mirren, and Morgan Freeman. Mm, that sounds good. Well, you know, they're coping with, of course, this interview was done before Rio. Um, her stepson died, but yes. her husband Taylor's his son, his fifty two year old son, who is an actor and like a character actor, yep. he like uh, died. I'm not sure what he died of, either. but um, anyway, the interview was done, you know, before that. But there were a lot of cute pictures that looked like they were, you know, close because I think she's been with Taylor for over twenty years. Yes, I would agree. You know, it's been a um, while. I want to get your take on this okay. before we go to uh, a break. How do you feel about your movie, your play, your beloved musical Wicked, which is, you know, being, it's going to, you know, John Chu, who gave us Crazy Rich Agents, Mm -hmm. he's adapting it. It won't premiere until Christmas of 2024. Oh, stop. I'm not even kidding you, Julia. Oh, I thought you were going to say 2024. There's more. There's more, 2024, and... It's going to be made into two movies. It's a four-hour film that will be released Christmas Day 2024 and Christmas Day 2025. This is the weirdest approach. So he said, um, we're going to get part one and part two separated by a whole year. Cynthia Revo is a Alphaba and Ariana Grande is Glinda. 2020. What does that say in the Hollywood speak? It's so bad. One day our witch will come. Lori. (laughs) And there's. Oh, my word. This is. Yeah. that's he, ridiculous. He's, John Chu wrote Haven't a note. Haven't they already shot it? No, we don't oh. even know any other casting besides Cynthia and uh, and uh, oh, Ariana Grande. Loud. Yeah, he wrote a big, long thing. Cynthia, Ariana, and I pledged to create nothing less than an experience <laughs> that honors its foundation for all the fans who've worked for this movie. <gasps> Oh. That's pathetic. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, that's anyway. pathetic. I wanted to, you should have seen Julia's indignant reaction. Oh, no, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, when we come back, uh, the soap opera that continues to air on Court TV and that we cannot tear our eyes away from. Court TV is, um, Casey is just openly ridiculing me, you know, but yet he, I see he <laughs> stays in the room when Court TV is on. 
And then he finds a reason to sit down. And the next thing you know, he and I are watching court TV together. Now, I know (laughs) being in today, I'm telling you, every day has just been on unbelievable what like, you're hearing. I'm like Casey. Every time I come into your double wide, if you you've linger. got it on, I linger oh. right over your shoulder. I'm like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know why it's so compelling. I guess it's because we're not used to hearing, uh, you know, these kinds, this much dirty laundry by famous people. Exactly. There's The circle is big of who's being involved. Yesterday, Julia, a court, a psychologist um, testified who spent 12 hours with Amber Heard and administered the MMPD, the Minnesota, it's a personality, personality test. Multiple personalities. Multiple, Multiple yeah, but it's some kind of, a, a, okay. it's a standardized psychological testing tool that's used all for a long time for many years yes. so she was really fascinating and of course you know she's a witness for johnny, johnny depp, depp right but one of the reasons why amber heard like why is this even allowed into testimony well in her op-ed she wrote very personally about suffering from abuse at an early age she did mm-hmm. that opened the door for Discovery. Discovery, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, and all of this. So here is just a little bit of her testimony yesterday about how she came to conclude that Miss Heard has two different personality disorders. Oh, wow. Okay. How do you conduct the CAPS 5? So the CAPS 5 is a standard interview. What that means is that it's an interview with very clear questions that are scripted. And you ask those same questions every time you test a person. So because you're doing that, you're actually taking something that would typically be kind of subjective, an interview with somebody, and you're making it more objective. When you ask those same questions in the same way, every time somebody's assessed with this, now you can apply a scoring protocol and actually score their responses. As a result of applying those protocols, what did you conclude? Ms. Heard did not have PTSD, and there were also pretty significant indications that she was grossly exaggerating symptoms of PTSD when asked about them. How did you make that latter conclusion? So one of the strengths of this test, as I mentioned, the important thing about any test used when you're doing an evaluation in forensics is to make sure that the person is responding accurately. And this test does that by not just asking people whether they have a symptom, but asking follow-up questions that draw out very detailed accounts of every single symptom of PTSD. And when you're really familiar with this disorder, which you need to be to administer this test, there are nuances in the way a person will describe their symptoms that have been shown repeatedly to indicate exaggeration or faking. And and so she diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder and what was the other one? Begin with an H. Um, Um, I uh, I can't remember what it was, but she was on the stand for six hours yesterday and a very, very good... Um, witness 
for for Johnny Depp. I mean, it's interesting watching because now I'm starting to know these court commentators, Julia, and everything. I mean, Laura Watson. She had she had two diagnoses: borderline personality disorder. And histrionic, histrionic, histrionic personality disorder. Right. And then she went on and explained that. But I mean, so that so much is happening every day, you know, and I just in, in watching this, many of the court, the people who are weighing in on this for sure. court TV, they are commentators. They are coming around very much so on the fact that Amber lawyers don't have much to work with as far as everything that they're talking about because one of the things they're doing is they're asking the same question 25 ways but if someone didn't see something and i'm talking about like the testimony today with um the front desk manager at this luxury apartment building that he worked in um the Johnny Depp and Amber's talent agent, who was is Christian Carino, and he also Lady was Gaga's Lady Gaga's ex fiance from the Super Bowl. You'd and the him. three cops that came on one night when or she claimed she was abused. Yes, yes, and they all were all have said, you know, well, like here, I'll tell you, like here's something that the the, the cop said today. Um, he, Officer William Gatlin, who did a follow up call, said. Um, you know, they kept pressing him. Well, didn't you see, you know, did you look, the room was dim. Maybe you weren't coming close enough. And he finally, he just said, just because I see a female with pink cheeks and pink eyes doesn't mean something happened because the the other cop had been there and the, they said nothing happened and they had it on tape and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Then the front desk manager or the mm-hmm. of the thing, the he, doorman or the whatever, do, he's not person. the doorman. Um, he's, he's, he like runs the place. He's the okay. manager of the building. And okay. he was in his car doing a Zoom. And the Amber's attorney said, Well, you know, did asking him all these like did you ever see Johnny be aggressive or you know, and trying to get him to say that he's seen something and he said what was the exhibit that you said I did on my statement however long ago this was? And he goes I don't remember any of this. Quite frankly, I'm so sick of this. I want it out of my life. Whatever I wrote on that day has happened. I wasn't working that day. I've never seen anything. Johnny would talk to me sometimes. I just said hello and goodbye to Miss Heard. We didn't have any. He was just like so over it. And then when this Christian Carino testified today, you were watching part yes, of it. He looked so sick of it. And on the stand today, Amber texted her agent Christian that she was sad over her split with Elon Musk. She said, I hate when things go public. We miss this. Okay. According to texts that Carino had to read out loud, Carino responded, you weren't in love with him. And you told me a thousand times you were just filling space. (gasps) And he also called Johnny Depp, the greatest actor of his generation. And he said, absolutely without a doubt, Johnny Depp was fired from pirates because of that op-ed. Yep. Pretty, like even the lawyers who were weighing in were just like, "Wow, that was pretty powerful testimony." Now, of course, when Amber testifies, right, we're going to hear you know next week. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like her lawyers are like, "Did she go to Facebook to get him?" That's so <laughs> funny. Well, doesn't Grant have 
her lawyer asking a question and then re- saying, oh, oh, yeah, this happened on, on okay. uh, maybe I, on Thursday. I heard the, this. Do, jo, Johnny's last day of testimony. Okay. Yeah, so this is Amber Heard's lawyer objecting to their own question. You didn't know what could cause damage to Mr. Depp's hand while you were there on March 8th, correct? Dr. Kipper told me he sustained an injury on one of his well, fingers. Uh, objection, hearsay. Wait, you, you asked the question. Okay. Oh. Next question. Okay, he said he sustained a, an injury to his finger. Yes. I mean, it's they have been, and so I don't know if Amber is like, her facial expressions are, well, for sure she's got to be nervous about testifying, but Johnny Depp did very well on the stand and there are courtroom believers that say well or not experts that said well he might not win this case but he is getting back his reputation i would agree and he's that's, getting a chance to speak and i guess this is why he did it i that's what i told you last week is that because a lot of people say it's a hard battle for him to win this right but he is getting you know, his chance with the court of public opinion. Yeah, I guess where so. Where they know that he wasn't abused, you know, a man. And Yeah. It, court TV is must-watch TV for me. It really me. is right It now. really is. And the you ratings, can't tape it. It drives me crazy. No, but you, they, you can go on at any time and watch. Like, I'd watch this Christian Carino. He's very hot. And he's not there for it. It's bonkers. And he's no longer with Lady Gaga.